We've been doing this seven weeks. Hold on, wait a minute. Mondays are all off. We had that meeting last month. George Floyd was two I, months ago today. George Floyd was like the end of May. It was two months ago today. Mm-hmm. The first protest was like the first like four days of June. Yeah, Memorial mm-hmm. was two months ago today. Oh my god. <laughs> Been a minute. Oh my goodness. Time flies. Well, this is slow. Because after that happened, we had that meeting, what, what was it like the first week of June? We had so many meetings, I lost track. I think it was like the first week of June. And then the following week, boom. Boom, back. Started. I'm ready. Oh. Ready. Two. One. Oh, man. John threw me off with that <laughs> countdown. He <laughs> <laughs> really did. All right, let's go. He said it. He said it. Holy, what the fuck? All right. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Off the Track Podcast. The gang is back here. And for today's episode, we'll be talking about cultural appropriation. The conversation today will be led by Abby. Oh, okay. Hi. Um, I'm leading the conversation today for cultural appropriation. Um, we're just going to discuss a bunch of um, questions I, I wrote um, in regards to appropriation. I'm about to say 12 on you. Um. <clears throat> So um, hopefully these questions I think will like extend into two different um, conversations and topics. So um, let's just jump right into it. Um, my first question would be, what is a cult, like what is cultural pro- appropriation to you? So I mean, I think first and foremost, like uh, I mean it, that question kind of generates the overall idea of can we first define what cultural appropriation like technically is like so for me i always have i have a good understanding of what cultural appropriation is like it's easy pretty much to identify but at the same time for me it's difficult also to see a difference between cultural appropriation and just straight up stereotyping so can you get like a like a formal definition like do you we <laughs> have one do I have a formal definition? Um, I do not have a formal de- definition. Um, it's one of those things that's like in itself is not a strict and defined definition. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look up, there's technically not a um, definition on it. I mean, there's a Wikipedia definition, right? But I guess Wikipedia isn't the most reliable source. But if we go by Wikipedia, it says culture appropriation can involve the use of ideas, symbols, artifacts, or other aspects of human-made visual and non-visual culture as a as a concept that is controversial in its applications. The propriety of culture appropriation has been the subject of much debate. That's kind of just... The Cambridge Dictionary says Cultural appropriation is the act of taking or using things from a culture that is not your own, especially without showing that you understand or respect this culture. That's a better definition. I don't know why that didn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, it, like I said, I've seen a lot of instances of such, I mean, 
like you look at kind of like we were literally just talking about it's been two months since the George, uh, George Floyd murders, which again, time has flown in that stance. But one of the things I remember early on is when people were giving that respect to George Floyd, you look at Nancy Pelosi and a group of Democrats showing up in the, the Kente uh, apparel and their form of solidarity. I was like, that's that in itself is almost a definition of appropriation. Um, I mean, you also look at the the previously known Washington Redskins, you see everybody showing up in headdresses, seeing everybody showing up in native apparel. Um, so like those are instances where I think, like I said, it's easy to almost identify, but it's harder like define. Yeah, for me, uh, I kind of view it as, well, I can view it from my culture standpoint, and how I was raised in the area I was around for cultural appropriation. It was basically when somebody takes another culture and they implement it into their life, but other than keeping keeping its originality, that they <coughs> add twists and they added their own kind of flair to it. Flares was uh, yeah. stereotype. Yeah. So it kind of comes off as uh both positive and uh negative on, on both sides i know the one thing that's really been hitting the african-american culture is the way that uh black uh females you know hairdress uh do their hair and i know how you know especially with like braids and stuff like that uh, and how it recently these past last couple of years how it just migrated from different cultures and when you look at the other different cultures uh, taken in from the African American Af- culture, they add their own, like I said, they add their own flair to it, and it's like it's a you can see it as in positive, like okay, they, you know, bring awareness to their culture and they they love it, but it also can be negative in how they how they use it. Yeah, in this country, it first started out with uh, blackface. That was used as a comedy tool to sell tickets at their local theaters, and then this is later involved into pop culture and into their comics. And then nowadays, you see people darken up their skin for a better to have a better image on like social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with the skin darkening thing, or like I know like tanning and like getting darker is like a thing now and it's i i don't know it's it's interesting because it's it's especially when you're someone who is white it's like you don't have to deal with the things that come with being naturally darker um and i think that's where it like uh i think that's where it becomes appropriative where it's like because it's hard because a lot of girls want to be tan and that's like perceived beautiful right now or it's like to have that nice healthy tan complexion but it's also difficult because like uh or at least, i don't know difficult but i think being someone any or anyone who has is either brown or um brown or like a person of color um it's like you, know, you don't really have to deal with like that negative effect that would come with it you know it's like having like two pieces of the pie 
Yeah, they don't have to deal with that burden of having that darker skin. No. They just see it as a beauty aspect, even though for us it's it's beauty and a burden. For this society at least. Yeah, because when they see us wearing, you know, like clothes or the way we do our hair and stuff like that, uh, from the outside looking in, we'd be viewed as okay, that is unacceptable. But at the same time, these other cultures are, you know, taking the same concepts and it'd be a whole nother image from the outside looking in for them as it is to us. So that's what I say, like for uh the way I view it, it's kind of both like a positive thing and a negative thing. I think that's a good segue into the second question because like we often so we often hear like terms of like cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation and I think that ties into like there's like a positive and negative aspect to this um but do you believe there is a balance between the two and if so like where could that line be drawn I think in a form of like not using it as a here I was kind of bringing up um, and describing perfect example um, hairstyles. So using that obviously is as a form of almost a uh, term we often use is tokenship, a form of not mockery, but um, I can't think of the word. Rather than like using it as a sign of respect, um, I, I think that's a major like balance between the two. I think a lot of it also comes in one of the major forms of appropriation is you think of like when it comes to Halloween and Thanksgiving time when people like wear costumes reflecting a like American A or just different cultures. Um, I think there's a balance between identifying as a costume and paying respect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's also, I think, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Recently in pop culture, um, what there was talks of the Harriet Tubman movie, yeah. Didn't Scarlett Johansson get selected for that role, or was like heavily discussed of being in that role? I think she was, I think I was uh, being discussed. I, I don't think I, I know, yeah. but I know her name was brought up. I'm like, <laughs> oh, y'all want to do a movie about Harriet Harriet Tubman? Okay, that's great. That's culture appreciation. But if you want to add, you want to make Scarlett Johansson the lead role playing Harriet Tubman, I'm like, wait a minute, this is not right. Mm -hmm. Because there's, there's no, nothing in Scarlett Johansson's gene or family history is similar to Harriet Tubman. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It was very, very appropriate at that point. I was like, what's the point? Like, why don't have, you should have black people play black roles. Like, I thought, mm -hmm. in a day and age where people are being called out for basically everything on social media now, like, why can't society just, I don't know, I guess, follow the trends of their, of their audience, mm -hmm. avoid avoid areas of conflict and backlash. Yeah, just to uh, bounce off what you said, Eric, I feel like uh, the difference between the two is basically the motive behind of what you're doing uh, as far as like 
taking the culture. Like, what is your motive? Like, that's a good example for the uh, Harry Tubman movie. It's like, okay, the thought of it is good. You know, you're promoting a positive image. You're promoting, you know, the culture of the African-Americans and what they went through um, back, back in time. But the process of you putting it together is just like, it just don't make no sense. Because at that point, you're not appreciative of, of what happened. You just throwing it together because you want to get money for it at the end of the day. So I just feel like the motive behind uh, people is is really the biggest thing, uh, to, whether it's appreciation or appropriation. It's really the motive. So would you argue then that the intent is more important than the impact of something that could be considered cultural appropriation? The impact is more important because at the, because everyone has good intentions. Mm-hmm. For the most part, everybody has good intentions <clears throat> doing something. But what people fail to do is educate themselves on their audience or anyone who's going to view their view their content because it's not like one race or one culture is going to view it people all around the world is going to view their view their stuff yeah so it's so people just got to educate themselves on different cultures like even different nationalities in the united states like it goes back to like the redskins thing oh dang i said it It free the washington's own name the previously known Redskins. The previously known team. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you may be honoring, you may be honoring Native Americans, but at the end of the day, it's offensive to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, it's, a, it's the same thing goes on in pop culture. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. The we- impact is way, be- way greater. No. I bring up impact as well, and I kind of open this to all you guys, is should we not always have a line as to um, it's okay if this group's okay with it? Like, mm-hmm. like, should that line not even, like, be thought of to exist? Like, you shouldn't it, have to get the... It shouldn't exist, in my opinion. Because once that, once that, once that phrase is brought up, you shouldn't do it. Exactly. Because it's like, okay, we may please please this side, but this side will be mad. Mm-hmm. That's when people try to go deep, yeah. deeper and deeper. They try to pr- push the boundaries. I'm like, let's step back a little bit. So I like I bring that up because I mean that's the um, talk about the previously previously known Washington Redskins. That's the kind of excuse they use for all the all the years in which they still had is because. They constantly, I guess, were polling Native Americans, and like the ones that they were, were always like nine out of ten, on average, were okay with it. But I don't believe that poll. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of why I bring it up. Is like it. I don't think it should be defined as oh, if this group's okay with it, like who cares? Because I mean, you go to different aspects of. And I know my lens is specific on sports right now, but you go on like the Atlanta Braves, you go on the Cleveland Indians, you go on the Florida State Seminoles. Like some of those, although not 
you can compare it also like a Halloween costume. It shouldn't have to be a sort of tokenship, a sort of um, I can't I can't think of the proper term. <clears throat> you, you guys kind of get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's more of it's more of they wanted to change what was written in history, and you that. You can't. That can't happen. You can't change what has already happened years and years ago. That's it's already been written in the books. So that's really the biggest thing. From what we've been seeing with you know the Washington team, although they had a name that's very, very wrong, you know, to this to that certain group, it's like for these many years they've been wanting to change the narrative to promote it into a positive thing. But everybody in their mama knows the real meaning behind that name. Yeah, it's hard for people to change the change something that's been in practice for yeah. decades and decades and what almost a century now with that team. Yeah, 1930s, I think. Jeez. Yeah, so when we look at the impact, uh, I say to be able to have impact, you got to have impact with the right intentions, and to have that saying come up as as John said, then. That shouldn't be in your mind. You already know. Okay, I know this means this, but let's do it this because I want to. My intentions are good, but I also want to put out you know strong impact. But even with the impact, you gotta have a great motive behind it because anybody could just put out something and they have an impact off of it. But to have that impact plus with a great motive, which would lead to a much better impact is what I'm trying to say. That kind of, I mean, it's not a apples to apples comparison, but like I think when I, I talked about or um, when I mentioned like the line of which if this group's okay with it, should it matter? I think it's also equally comparison. I know it's a bit extreme right here, but like if you're a white person or you're not an African American and like you're, you're saying the N-word and you they every time you see it oh but i have black friends and they're okay with me saying it like obviously in that stance like in that comparison wrong is still wrong yeah didn't this guy come out with a few days like a few days ago or earlier this month she was talking about how people were were inappropriately um, using MLK's quotes as reasons for whatever they were doing. And this is all racist. Um, yeah. Because they'll like use it as a, they'll use it as a crutch be like, well, MLK said this. So so I'll so I should do this because he said this, which ended up hurting people, and it, it actually creates a loophole. I think you I I think I know what you're referring to. I mean that was kind of going on when the, I think it was like when the original riots were going on, and obviously like MLK's stance was a lot more nonviolent compared to the likes of Malcolm X, but and people were referencing like his quotes as a justification as to why people shouldn't go out and riot. But at the same time, like you had MLK's um, 
I think Sun, like on Twitter, saying he'd be fine with what's going on. Yeah, <clears throat> he sure did say that. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't find it. Yeah, you got to look at the, the content, uh, the context of what he was saying. Now, with all, we all know that with all those rights. We take bits and pieces of quotes and, and frame them into what we are doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, or what our motives are, what we feel like doing. Yeah, because no context of situations ever. Yeah, because we all know those rioting, the real rioting, we didn't start that. It wasn't us. It was those people put up uh, pallets of bricks. It was those people who were just tearing up uh, different stores and things of that nature. So they try to take bits and pieces of what my Luther King said and say, oh, yeah, that, that's he, that's that's right here, but no, we that's a, that's the that's the point of getting that message out, getting that message out because people gonna be blind, people gonna want to believe what they want to believe. So yeah, for that Martin Luther King, I'm like, nah, that doesn't go nowhere near those rioting because we all know we didn't do those rioting. To get off topic a little bit today in the news, um, a story came out. You remember the dude in Minneapolis with the, with the, the dressing all black in an umbrella, breaking windows. Yeah. Okay, so he's today it came out and said he's a member of the hell the Hell's Angels Club. Wow. And he was there doing sight rioting. Wait, what's the Hell's Angels Club? It's a biker club. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, wow. People want. People want to see, people want to, people want to frame other, other races, other nationalities, other people as violent, especially us. They want to paint us as violent, but no, we don't want to be violent. I know, I know this, what we're talking about sounds like quite off topic, but I mean, it is along the lines of when, when we're talking about intent, like it, it's mm-hmm. all like justification for intent is like what that this last two minutes of discussion was. Like, I just want to kind of make that clear. Yeah, it's basically more of like when this group does it, it's fine and authentic. But when another group does it, or when they originally started, started, you're like, oh no, it, we gotta take the, we gotta send federal, federal uh, police, yeah, exactly. Portland, Seattle, Baltimore, and when, and when we do it, I'm not saying us uh, so like African Americans. I'm talking about the people who uh, created it. Their intentions and their meanings is totally different. It's, way, it's totally different from the ones that come in and they take it and they remix it. It's totally different. So, like when this group does it, it's cool. When other, it's like, nah, y'all need to, mm-hmm. y'all need to, y'all need to go on somewhere with that. I even okay. I'm gonna move the lens a little bit more micro right now in the sense of intent sometimes um or intent versus impact because um i see things that i think that certain things that are appropriated there is a specific intention by the group and a specific intention and function really for things like like we're talking about black women's hairstyles like they're like um 
cornrows and protective hairstyles are protective and they have a function and a reason because and their function is to protect the the hair texture um and it's something that i think it's different when someone um that it doesn't have that particular type of hair texture does it because um then it's like then it's because it's it if they don't have that hair texture then it's obvious that they're not doing it for the same reason um mm -hmm. Uh, same thing I see with like um, something that bothers me, and I guess uh, it's something I, that makes me a little uneasy. Is like especially like during Cinco de Mayo, and everyone's like Cinco de Drinko, and everyone wears a sombrero and like it acts a fool that way. And it's like okay, the intention of the sombrero is not to be like funny. It's not you know the intention of it is not to put it on and like hold two tequila shots and be like ah Cinco de Drinko. That's not like the 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 purpose of it, I mean the purpose of it is it's like a hat for when people who are working out on the uh, on the field on their horses and their their ranches it keeps them from the sun it's like things like that I think that are overlooked it's like these cultures don't see it as funny these cultures don't see it as just an aesthetic or something it's, it has a, a purpose same thing with the headdresses it's like a spiritual sacred thing for um, tribes. And I think that often goes over someone's someone's head because they want it to, you know, they want it to integrate it into a, a style or 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 get get the attention that it would that that brings. Yeah, and I think the most the most appropriated thing that gets overlooked is food. Yeah, <laughs> food doesn't. Yeah, yeah, food doesn't get that attention. Like we don't have an authentic anything here. We Americanize every single cultured food mm -hmm. in this country. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I never. It's kind of. It's, my boyfriend is um Chinese, and his parents are like from China, um. So he's first gen here, and it was just crazy, like. You know, obviously, like, there are some, like, authentic Chinese places here in, like, Chinatown or in the Bay Area. There's a lot of good, like, Chinese food. But it's, like, when I've had dinner with his family, it's, like, I'm getting taken to a whole new world, a whole new wing where the menus aren't even in English. And I'm, like, wow. It's just crazy seeing, like, the authentic, the distinction between authentic, the authentic Chinese food and, like, Kung, uh, um, what is it called? Uh, Panda Express. I was going to say Kung Fu Panda, but it's not Kung Fu Panda. Panda Express. Um, it's just crazy seeing that like that difference, and it tastes so much better. It tastes so much fresher and like lighter. Oh, um, yeah, authentic food. Yeah, like taco. Like tacos not a mes. It's not a, a Mexican thing. That's Tex Mex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thai food. Burrito. But what we call that um, appreciation or appropriation? Appropriation. Appreciation should be doing it how they do it. Mm. We put a, Americans put our own twist to it and called it what it is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or even like even or like it almost gets sometimes gentrified. Sometimes like I've been to places where like tacos are five dollars each, and I'm like, what the. F what the hell is this? And they they're like they have like kale and like meat substitute in it. I'm like absolutely not. Like if you if I took that to any of my family, they literally be like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. 
like, <laughs> like please leave this at the door never bring it in but yeah it's weird and then and it's over it's like yeah and those places will like add their spin on it and then like overcharge um and another well i'll go a little deeper into another uh subject about it is the way these people in plastic surgery has come about oh man since the last decade oh man now we all know where you know not trying to be nasty or nothing but we all know where you know the butt comes from wait we'll be signed group. wait a lot of that plastic surgery because well for one black men and women have denser bones mm -hmm. and like every other every other race <coughs> that's why we're shaped the, shaped the way we are yeah and then other other nationalities they get plastic surgery to fit that look that image and they just go to be on the haywire with it to be it on the more yeah it was more for the females because you see a lot of you know when you look at the african-american culture these females it's all natural everything about them is natural and like you said their bones are much denser so they're going to be you know <coughs> thicker and slimmer and all these different shapes but the problem is is that when other groups want to have plastic surgery to look just like them but they get a better appreciation for how they look other than the that the the black queens so okay. that's another oh, over that's another uh, natural yeah and that really that that's like something that's very huge it happens like i feel like with this topic it affects the african-american uh females more than the, more than the males because for them it's like they the one with the you know the hairstyles the body looks the image and things of that nature so they get look in a different glass but when another culture takes the, exactly what they do it but they majority of the time it don't look even as good not even close they get the praise and then the black females they just get looked at sideways because mm -hmm. people live in the now people don't think long term like look at j-lo she's like 50. she looked 30. natural she was 30. <laughs> she looked the same as she was 30. all natural natural, natural. And I don't know. Who knows what D? It's the same with like Beyonce. Beyonce is natural. The same. Like natural. Jesus Christ. But when you look at the Kardashians, you look at these high-profile people who are not in that culture. They do get all these injections and stuff in, in them. Really, it's her innate body because you don't know half of the stuff. They be like. Around one thing, they use plastic surgery. One of the ingredients that they use is the same thing that they use to make uh, the sidewalks, that cement uh, thingy. Silicone. Yeah. 
That's the word. They get all the praises in the world. Oh, you look great. You look good. Woo, 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 woo. And things of that nature. But, that, but the original, the all natural, they get shitted on, basically. It's funny. Ours, though, when you look up cultural appropriation on Google, one of the <coughs> of Kim. But not, like, it's weird. It's not for that reason, though. It's for uh, when she showed up on, like, a red carpet in Braids. Like, uh, she did do that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people were mad. So many people were mad. And these fashion designers, when they have, like, their little runways, you see a lot of them. They have on whatever kind of clothes, but it'd be the hairstyle that stands out the most. You see them braids, uh, weaves. It'd be like, God, dog. It it just be mind blowing because we all know where it came from. Stealing. Yeah. Um, so we kind of been touching on this throughout our, our conversation, but where do you experience yourself or see culture appropriation occurring the most? I mentioned food, but pop culture. Yeah. Music. Anytime. Yeah, definitely. Oh, can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't you? Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, knock and John. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Yeah, but in the form of, uh, like, a costume, kind of like I was discussing earlier, um, big on, like, fashion, big on food, like we talked about. Um, I mean, even if you look now, what was the the recent Drake song where, like, he's going in, like, it's almost Arabic. Like, he's trying to sing in Arabic. Oh, shoot. Ah, uh, I know what you're talking about. Drake has, like, a new cultural personality every month. Yeah, I look at Drake like that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean he had the when more life came out he tried to i know there's a difference between influence and appropriation because he had a lot of british influence in his music but i think he even like crossed that line he did yeah because he tried to connect to his european audience yeah that's what people are trying to do they try when they try to connect to a new audience they will go into They'll step into that boundary, but it'll go too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this new, it's uh, it's funny because this new one, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't think I've specifically heard the specific song, but um, him doing this Arabic representation, I guess you would call it. Was, like, it, was it in the song with DJ Khaled? I want to say so. I want to say it's Greece, but I don't know. The DJ Khaled one is called um Popstar. Greece and Popstar released too. But on one of them, I mean, it's funny. Everybody like on Twitter is just making it's, they're making fun of him for doing that. People songs. People just reach. They just step over that boundary too much. Yeah. When they step over it, it's, it's like, like they have no type of knowledge. Especially what the, they do. the celebrities who are already at that fame status. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no reason to like to do that. Because all you're doing is hurting your image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, although 
the intent may be good, but what kind of impact is it? Is it putting out to everybody, not just your certain group? At the end of the day, you everybody's looking, everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. So it's all about that impact. Yeah. When I think of cultural appropriation, well, cultural appropriation in the in music industry, I specifically kind of think of Bad Baby. Oh, um, I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dang, like, whenever I think of Bad Baby, I feel like, it's funny because she's, like, randomly at campus a lot at USC. Like, I have um, a friend who's really close to 24K Golden, and they're just, she's just always in his apartment. I'm like, what is going, he's like, come over here, Bad Baby's over here. I'm like, I don't, okay, I say <laughs> what, it's just, I think about her, and the thing is, it's, like, it's hard because, like, I think that, like, I think that anyone should be able to like rap or whatever, or like exp- or or if they want to pursue hip hop j- career, sure. But I think the way she does it, I think, is the fact like I remember her like like her what is that? Her Doctor Phil interview, and like she <laughs> adopts, like <laughs> she adopts, <laughs> she adopts like a black scent first of all, and she's. And she's like, what they ask, they ask her something like, oh, why do you talk like that? Or like, why this? And she's like, ghetto has no color. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, aren't you from like the Midwest though? I mean, I could be completely misinformed or like, I thought she was from like a suburb, but it's just like, I don't think it's also like, that's not really a great way to uh, justify uh, adopting the the black sense. Because it's like very obvious where she's trying to go with her image. And then she's like, no, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not trying to appropriate any race. I'm just ghetto. I'm like, no, I don't know. Yeah, really. she's trying to adopt a black culture, but at the same time, she we don't even act like that. <laughs> so she that's what I'm saying. They you got yeah. their own they ain't go with it. You gotta realize where she's from, South Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, North North have you seen have you seen pictures of her recently? No. Yeah. When when we were talking about tanning of the skin and darkening of the skin, go look at her picture of her now. It's bad. Yeah, she darker and she got a lace front now. Oh, God. that says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot. Wait, wow. Yeah, she, yeah. Um, yeah, she got she got darker. She, yeah. They got the characters down there. You know, I, remember her, I remember her getting drilled on Twitter, but I didn't really pay attention. What was the, because I know um, when we talk about cultural appropriation, like one of the first instances in which I heard about it, it was like a couple years back. It was with Bruno Mars. I forgot what he did, though. Um, can anybody, like, I don't know. talk about I totally forgot. Bruno Mars got He kind of, like, has been a little irrelevant lately, which, I don't know. Like, I like Bruno Mars, but I don't know. He's been... What did he do? Mm. Oh, let's see. Oh, my. Question mark? Question mark? Guess what you do? You used to. Look up stuff on the fly. Exactly. Maybe. It was for 24 karat magic. Mm. Oh, the music video? Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember that sounds about the right time. I was specifically this for. I remember like yeah, that, 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 song, hey, that song did blow up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that album won. That album won like five Grammys. It won an insane number of Grammys. Because his mom what is. What about did he? Uh, because they said, okay, his mom is Filipina, <laughs> and his father is Puerto Rican and Jewish. But in the song, he had elements of funk, soul, R&B, reggae, and hip-hop. So they said he was appropriating that in that song. Okay. Uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, I mean that, that goes into the music genre in general, though. Like, it... Uh, I mean, how much of that do we attribute to more... Of, appropriation and kind of like we were talking about with Drake rather just trying to represent or get a representation in a different area. Yeah. See the thing think about Bruno Mars is he's been doing this since he has started. Mm-hmm. Like the difference between Drake, Drake, you know, every month he doing this. Yeah. One month he discultured. Not more he discultured, but Drake tried to test the waters too much. Yeah. Bruno Mars, this is this is him. And Oh, yeah, I know what you're because it was like a lot of like a uh, few artists like Charlie Wilson backed him up. Uh, well, I don't know who else. That's that's the main one I can remember. But it's like for him, that's that's he's been doing that since he started his music career. Yeah. And I know you kind of mentioned on it when you were mentioning his origins, but is um, I always forget, is Bruno Mars more black or is he more Dominican? Oh, I just read. That. I thought uh, his. I just read that. He's Puerto Rican and Filipino. Filipino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His mother's. Uh, yeah, his father's Puerto Rican and Jewish, and his mother's. Yeah. Born in Honolulu. I know one of. I mean, kind of just going through the instances of appropriation in my head. I know one of the biggest ones in my opinion, is uh, Elizabeth Warren, um, in which she claims she's, uh, isn't it like 116th Native American? It's like, it's a, such a small fraction, and she used it specifically, hey, she's a politician, so we know why she used it. Yeah. 116th. Yeah. 6.25%. Yeah. That's that that that's I'm twelve point five percent. And she over acting like she's like yeah, yeah, I speak for y'all. No, you don't. <laughs> you haven't lived their lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, the true the, the true motive. You haven't that's been with it all for four hundred years. Get out of here. So the main the main idea of this, of this discussion. Make it in their lifestyle. Yeah. The main idea of this discussion is really the motive behind what are you doing as far as taking a culture. Okay. It's really the motive. Yeah. Everything we have said is tied back to the motive of why they did it and how they did it. How do you think uh, cultural appropriation harms the culture that is being appropriated? 
the more and more it happens now, it becomes very stereotypical. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like, come on, bro. I thought we'd been over this. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't do that stuff. Yeah. Like, not representing the whole race. That's, that's kind of like, I don't like watermelon. Only practicing like that. <laughs> I've had Kool Aid. Uh -huh. I've had Kool Aid in like twelve years. But I haven't Kool Aid since so I was six years old. I drink Arnold Palmer. <laughs> what line? What line do we draw between appropriated and stereotyping? Or do we? Are they almost synonymous? <laughs> <laughs> I almost I don't think they're synonymous. I would yeah I I wouldn't figure them to be. I will I will say, whew. yeah, it's not anonymous, but it's more of like, do you know the person, and who are you referring to? You know, it's not that. Like you said, not every black person eats fried chicken. Not every white person drinks uh. What's the energy drink? Uh, what, Red Bull? Monster. Red Bull. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Monster. Not every, white, so it's, not, everybody, not every white person don't season their, their food. I mean, come on now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, know some, I know some Southern folks that know how to throw down. I know. <laughs> they know how to throw down. They know how to tear up that, that some other pork chops with that gravy. So it's more of like who, who, you, who you surround yourself with. And if you have different cultures as, you know, if you put them in your circle, do you really know them? Because once again, not everybody does what the, the stereotypical thing is out there. It's more when they take another culture, they, just, they take, they want to write their own story with it. And that's where the line is drawn. If you're taking a culture, are you creating another image? Or are you appreciating yeah. what that culture is? So that, to me, that's why I think the line should be at. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It's like a recognition, putting respect on whatever it is, maybe like instead of yeah, like adopting it and trying to um, leverage it differently from its original purpose. Is there a solution to cultural appropriation, do you think? Like is or do you think we're always gonna have this problem? Or like what do you think we can do to like mitigate it? I think in the, the stance of which Eric was had it through the lens of food, I mean because we have Americanized so much, it becomes been very normalized. Mm -hmm. so I don't know if there's a specific solution. Right. Um, but to a stance, like, I don't know how to describe this. I think it's easier to, in the form of stereotyping and appropriating, like, it's easier to stray away from both, really. Like, yeah. Like, it's people that want to... I don't really know how to explain this. 
Girab, you take this one, I think. <laughs> it, it's, it's really like, as of right now, there's really no change because stuff has already happened. Images has already been put out there. And when images put out there, it's been sucked into these people's brains into, oh, this this is the normal. This this is what it is. So it's really going to be hard to try to change that as of right now. But I say, like, in the future, it kind of starts with the younger generation, the, gen- the generation that's <laughs> below us and, like, and below them and below them. It really, that's how the change is going to start is how, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. But I know as far as like right now, that there's so many images is out there and people already have that in their mind and they're not removed from it. So I say the only thing that can be changed is multiple generations below us just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's after that. It starts with education. In the household and in the school systems. Yeah. You know what's wrong, what's right and wrong. Yeah. What's offensive, what's not. And then like and, like practicing like different cultures, techniques, and either like food, pop culture, the music industry, film, whatever it is. Instead of putting like your own twist to it. But like so, like in America, we eat more, we consume more food than any other country. So I think it would be pretty. It could be pretty easy for us to like teach ourselves how to create other cultures' foods. But I don't think we do it because we are in a society of mass production, and we always. Americans always want to make stuff feel like their own. Mm-hmm. So, because like, there's a sense of pride of that. And that that often gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, we are, we are a global society. It's not like we're, we're not really competing against any countries. Like, we're not going to war with anybody. It's like, we're all human beings at the end of the day. So like why not why not learn what another nation does and like grow a connection between them to strengthen up a bond and create like an alliance. And mm-hmm. then do that with all nations instead of being the ones who go into countries, get an agenda done and leave and look like the big bad wolf. That no one likes. So would you describe it as, uh, I mean, pretty much valuing the act of appreciation? Like, first and foremost? Yeah. I, I think that's, that's kind of where I was going with that. It's like knowing, like when we talked about earlier, the difference between appropriating and appreciating. Like, if we can, A, identifying what appreciating is and value that, I think that would be more so a goal and I wouldn't say it fixed because I don't know if this is like a full on something that can be fixed, but it could be a step towards it in the form of educating like Eric describes. Yeah, I'll say start with the appreciator. appreciation first. You know, other than 
taking it and running with it. Like, really appreciate what they do. And that goes back to learning about it. Having, start with the motive of appreciating, you know, these certain groups and what they do, how they do, the history of it as well. Appreciating first. And then, once you get that, then your motive will be totally different for what has been, been out there right now. And knowing that you can appreciate without representing. Like, you, you can't yeah. appreciate something without having to get yourself involved in it. Yeah. I think there will be eventually be, like, a macro change when we see more people and i think right now people are becoming aware of it right but i think we will start to see more macro change when we see people making these little on a micro um level making these little changes in their life and and being more accepting of other cultures and having more conversations with other cultures and realizing okay i might have a bias or whatever or like and like working through it and then seeing like okay this is like appreciating a culture by learning from someone from that culture realizing the meaning behind everything and then i think going from there we'll start to see more change on a broader level for all these little steps that people are taking yeah yeah I agree. um We've kind of like gone through mostly all of my questions at, at some point in the conversation. Um, there, yeah. Is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up or talk about? No, just we as society, although the intent is good for the people that's listening, the intent is good that you want to uh, not say be another culture, but take what they do and implement in your own life, which that is all fine to Danny and people should, you know, that's a show's expression of love. But we really need to sit back and really understand the motive of things. We really need to understand, we really need to educate ourselves that, okay, how can I do this without provoking a negative image? Because we already have images of how certain ethnic groups, certain cultures act, and it's not the case with these people. Okay, we need to be fully appreciative of them as people, them as their culture. Once we start with that, then we could take certain things, but when you take it, keep it the same. Don't try to make it some new trend because it's really not, okay? Really just need to, really just need to start back. Everything doesn't have to be, there's, there's, what I'm trying to say is, there's nothing, there's no action. You don't really need action for everything, especially when it comes to this because it's going to take some time to really understand the culture, understand how they move, understand how they work. So being quick to try to do what they do, that shouldn't be the first priority. First priority should be appreciate them, appreciate the culture, appreciate the history, educate yourself. It's because the history would never change. Only thing that changes the people who teach it. 
And if we start with that, then the the narrative of oh, you're only doing this because you want this, or when this person do it, it's bigger than what the original owner. That that would that would that would go away because we really took the time and appreciate what has been put out there. I mean, I'll kind of follow up. I mean, my my closing ideas on this are kind of what I was bringing up in when we see the fix, the idea that I brought up of realizing you can appreciate without representing and more importantly, buying the idea of individualism, like just knowing that you as a person don't have to reflect or represent anything other than pretty much yourself. And I think that's, although quite um, bleak and although quite maybe obvious, I mean, it, it is a simple like thing to go by in regards to appreciating other people without representing. Yeah, you know, piggyback off of John, a lot of people just don't appreciate themselves. People just don't like, they don't like their appearance, they don't like the way they talk, they don't like the way they... Their body looks. Yeah, they just don't, they're not, they just don't love themselves. Yeah. And people, they don't try, they, they try to perfect themselves by using other people's methods. So, like, going back to individuality, like, like you got to be you and be true. Find what you like mm-hmm. and, and roll with it because originality goes a long way in this society. Yeah. Like, we see, we see tons of people be successful just being themselves. Nothing, they're not doing anything special or crazy. They're just being them. And everyone want to fit an image. A fit a, a certain style to make it to make it big and be successful. Yeah, don't fit in, stand out. If you, many, it's really the need of attention and the need to feel accepted. If you yeah. trying to change something because if you focus on those two things, then you really need to look yourself in the mirror and find out what you're doing wrong. Because really, the main, mainly with you know whatever we've seen in this society with all this stuff going on for many decades. It has come to those things that need attention, need a self-approval for somebody or something. Mm-hmm. That's when people need to take a step back, look at a broader scope of life, and think long-term. Like, get out of the now. Like, whatever, you don't need it. You don't need to go buy whatever you, you want to go buy now. That's not a need. That's a want. Like you mm-hmm. don't have plastic surgery, like no. You'll you'll age into it. You probably haven't even hit puberty yet. <laughs> That's for sure. Like you still yeah. still progressing in life. You're still in the early stages. You're young. Yeah. Take a step back. Look at a broader scope of life. Make a plan and then proceed. Mm-hmm. No matter how old you are. No, no matter how old. I don't care if you're 60. You're still young. You're still. <laughs> like, I know. And me and my brothers, we're, we're, we're planning long term, like the next 20 years of what we're trying to do. You got to. Like, there's like one thing. Like, people. 
I never liked how people were complaining about the coronavirus. In April. In April, halting their life. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. People are dying. Literally. Your life could be a whole lot worse. Well, you're staying at home. For the people who go to school, you don't even want to. A lot of them don't, didn't even want to be at school. And now they're. Too, they wasn't at school in the beginning. They always skipped. Yeah. They're dumb people. But then you got the people be like, oh, Corona ruined everything. I'm like, no. You still did. For, like, for me, I was like, no, it didn't. <laughs> you got to make, like, I made the most out of the opportunity that was presented. People have to have to make the most out of that, this opportunity that was presented. There were things to do. You know, like you, you just gotta take a broader scope. Like this for me, it shows what's really important. Mm-hmm. It shows what's important to people, yeah. Mm-hmm. To most people. <laughs> a lot of people's like, oh, I need sports. Oh, I need entertainment. I need my friends. I need to go to the sports bar. I need to go to no. I need to go to the bar. I need to go to the bar with the bros. <laughs> and you go to the beach. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, For what? The beach, the beach is gonna be there forever, right? The beach, the beach is not going nowhere. That just shows the values that they put in. The most important, because most important is you living, is you breathing. Throughout this whole time of this quarantine, this little COVID nineteen, appreciating the things that is that is already known that's been the biggest thing that i've picked up so far being able to wake up just to see another day <laughs> thank you jesus you know just the small stuff small I hope, stuff i hope people spent the quarantine realizing their imperfections and try to improve on them mm-hmm. instead of instead of just sitting around and being the same person because to be honest with you if a person come out of this quarantine the same as they were coming in they they fail they do not they they severely digress because they didn't do anything to to improve themselves in a society that's that's very dynamic and ever-changing and being more innovative than ever People, you got to innovate yourself with the world. Self-development. Mm-hmm. It's like you can always learn new things. Mm-hmm. And then last chance, you. I don't want to spoil nothing. You already watched, um, <laughs> you already watched, watched the whole thing already? I watched five episodes. Dude. One of the quotes Nicole said was, Crap, do I remember this? It was like you won't you won't you won't ever learn new things unless you accept accept their teaching or accept accept learning. Crap, what did he say? Except learning your weaknesses or something like that? No, he was like you will never You'll Wait, never boy, I need to watch that break. episode again. <laughs> You'll never learn new things in an area if you think that you are in know it all. 
Or you think you don't need teaching in that area? Say something like that. I gotta rewatch it. At the end of the day, none of us is perfect in any area. And there's always yeah. room for improvement. Always. Hard work, hard work beats talent when talent don't work as hard. Shout out to Tebow. Forever, it was, that would forever be true. Yeah. Hey, everything. True. All right. Hey. There was a quote that I was looking for by Neil deGrasse Tyson that went along these lines of like growth, and I can't find it. And it's it's really like it's it's uh it's really bothering me right now. While we look up this quote, everybody out there, y'all make sure y'all go register and vote. And for y'all absentee people, make sure y'all register for the ballot to be mailed to you. Because the election is in 98 days. Yeah, if if you're voting uh, and you're putting it through the mail, don't just wait till two weeks before the deadline to put it in because uh, it ain't going to go through. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're going to try their longest to, to receive that mail. So you might want to put it out there way before it needs to be out there, a couple weeks before it yeah. needs to be out there. They, mail it, they, they say mail it in seven days before the election, and it will count to ensure it will count. To ensure, but oh, man, you got to do man, 14, that 14. I can't find it. I think while we're at it with plugs also, um, I mean, there's not a lot left, thank- thankfully, and we're very appreciative of that, but if you guys are listening, check out the Off the Track USC page. There's a link describing our fundraiser for masks. Um, yes. Yes. Masks to go to reach our goal. I, I didn't realize my mind until today. Like, it just clearly slipped my mind. But yeah, there's about a little less than 40 left. Um, so it's Eric, you mind detailing where the, those proceeds are going to? Yeah. The proceeds are going to the, the coalition of a hundred black women, Los Angeles. It's a nonprofit organization that, that helps empower, um, African American women who, who cannot, uh, speak, speak up for themselves, who, whose voice has been, um, been muted so yeah that organization helps uplift um black women in los angeles that was important now right now we have sold 260 masks we are 40 to go to our goal of 300 and, and, and total donation money 470 dollars as of right now and this go both ways you know you go in you don't you donate for a good cause you know, something that's been lacking years to come for the uh, black females. And also it helps you because you get a mask, you get to wear it. So uh, go ahead and do what you got to do. Go ahead and do what you got to do. You need that mask. And- Wear that mask. Don't spread the corona. <laughs> Stay there at six feet. I know everybody out there tired of this virus. So wear that mask. <laughs> and stay home. It's not that hard. 
I should not be going to get gas again to my right-hand side. I see a mall full pack of people. Stay home, please. I think uh, I think with that, does anybody have any more closing remarks they want to make? Abby, you still looking for it? Uh, yeah, you know what? This man has okay. a lot of quotes. He's you an asher. As good as he has a lot of quotes. to empathize. Yeah, he, he do got a lot. Humans or other animals on Earth. So maybe part of our formal education should be training in empathy. Image how how different the world would be if, in fact, that we're reading, writing, arithmetic empathy. That was not the quote. I don't know why I kept reading it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Oh, dang, I can't find the quote. Yeah, you go find it. It's okay. Yeah. You got it. I think my um, statement, I guess, because everyone made one, is I think as much as we talk about these things and social movements and progress, I think one of the things we have to remember is to leave, like, grow, like, leave room for growth, leave room for complexity and thought, and leave room for nuance and being able to understand a a holistic picture of things, um, and being able to move forward and act accordingly to that. But yeah. And keep having a conversation. Yeah. Main thing. Anyone out there? You went out there. Who has a topic in mind that they want to hear discussed in the podcast? Um, please drop a comment either on the Apple Podcast page or on YouTube. And we'll definitely get to it. think uh abby since this one's all yours uh you got the closing okay um so wait do is it like is it the closing just like oh god oh my god i'm sorry wrap it up wrap it up all right okay guys so um i'm closing um thank you for tuning in and listening to our discussion today on culture appropriation um all support is noticed and appreciated um and we hope that you tune in for our next discussion on our next topic um that is to be determined (laughs) make sure you follow the off the track podcast on instagram well our instagram there we go oh you usc uh ubsaa also (laughs) please follow them on instagram it don't take much but 2.3 seconds to follow both thank you and we appreciate you I know you're on Instagram right now, so go follow them. Exactly. I see you Instagram. clicking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get the search bar right there. Yep. Click. Mm-hmm. You over there yeah. looking through the pictures. You need to go ahead and follow. Get some get some education inside you. Double tap. That's what you need to do. Click the link. Read. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. I'll see you all next week. There we go. See, see you. Next week.